Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. The Kansas City Chiefs dropped Super Bowl 55 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday, and on Monday, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes joined the media via Zoom conference call to reflect on the Super Bowl. With the offseason now ahead, this marks the final press conference we will hear from the Kansas City Chiefs for quite a while until we get into what will be draft season. That also marks the temporary end from the podium. So I do want to take this opportunity before we get into the Andy Reid sound to thank you for listening to this podcast throughout the year. I hope it was an effective way for you to stay in touch with your Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get to this final episode for now. And here is Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. So um, obviously um, the outcome of the game wasn't uh, what we anticipated going in nor wanted I will just reflect just a little bit on um, and thank the fans for how great they were throughout the season during this crazy time. All of the department heads here uh, with the Chiefs um, and the effort that they put forward, uh, whether it was Rick Burkholder giving up his summer to do this uh, uh, with the protocol, Mitch Reynolds likewise, Kirsten Krug, Rocco, all, all the people that just, um, you know, really dedicate a ton of time to it. And then Mark Donovan, obviously, overlooking all of it. So, um, like all teams, uh, we're, we'll get busy here uh, going down the road. Um, we'll take a little time off and then get ourselves back and, and uh, refreshed and back and ready to attack uh, this, next, this next season. So, um, you know, the, there'll be uh, things that we can improve on. Uh, we'll, we'll still have a good core of players coming back. We'll have some new additions. No team stays the same, obviously, uh, in today's NFL. So <clears throat> um, we'll, we'll do that part. For the game, um, not much different than what I, I mentioned last night. Um, I'm not going to go back and hit all the things uh, – that we did, I talked about last night, but I think the obvious was that uh, we we can't have as many penalties we had. It's just, it just hasn't been us. Can't be um, as inefficient on, on the offensive side as what we were, in particular, red zone thoughts, big red zone thoughts. Um, uh, likewise, on the defensive side, red zone was an issue. So. Uh, third downs were fairly close, uh, which is a critical situation. Not that it was good enough, not near good enough, but both teams were pretty close on that. Uh, the one thing that really jumps out is a hundred plus yards with, you know, 11, 11 penalties. So, I mean, that's, um, too much, uh, hard to overcome those type of things when you're, when you're going the wrong direction. So, 
anyways, um, with that, uh, time's yours. Let's go first to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good morning. You mentioned entering the business side of football here shortly, probably in the next month you got free agency, but you also have a coach who's a free agent, who's scheduled to be a free agent, Eric Bieniemy. A two-part question here. How close are you to a new deal with Eric Bieniemy, and, and what would it mean to the organization to have him back again uh, for another shot of the championship? Yeah, so E.B. and I have talked about about that, and I'll keep that between us. Uh, and then we'll we'll get everything worked out as we go here. We're coming off fresh on this, Herbie. We we haven't had a whole lot of sleep, obviously, getting back here uh, when we did. So, um, but we'll get all that settled this next week, and we'll see see where everything goes. <clears throat> Sam McDowell, go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, how much when when you do get together with Brett and his staff, and you guys d- discuss what you want to do this off season? How much will you weigh? how it ended versus maybe the, the first 18 weeks and how the things went right over the, that course of the season. Yeah. So that, that's, what's important here about stepping back for an inch. You, you can kind of reflect and think and scheme eval and do those things. And we'll do, um, we'll get right on our personnel evals here uh, with the coaches this week and make sure we knock that out and then put that, give that to Brett. It'll be important that when we do that as coaches, and give our reports to Brett that we we do just what you're saying, Sam. That we look at <clears throat> the whole picture and and um, you know not necessarily make it off of off of one game. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Just curious, what your advice is to Pat now as you guys head into this extended break here? Yeah, so I'll talk to him. I haven't had a chance to meet with him uh, on that yet. Um, so. Uh, I'll leave it at that, but, you know, he, he'll continue to grow here. He's really, you know, we were talking about four years and going into your fifth. So it's three years as a starter and he's, he's been very productive and, you know, he played his heart out last night. Um, but like all of us, it, you know, obviously it wasn't good enough. I mean, none of us um, starting with me can sit here and say that we, we really had our best game. So, um, you know that, but he sure has a great foundation and great drive to be uh, to be the best. And so he'll, you know, we'll regroup and uh, we'll give him a few things that he can he can work on. And I'm sure he's got a few in his mind too. And we'll talk through it. Good, Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. <clears throat> Coach, heading into the off season now that Mahomes is is with the organization for what's expected to be the next decade. How much does that change considering he is a little bit older, you know, know each other well, where maybe he can potentially get more involved in in the plan, the personnel plans with you and Brad and some of those talks in, in the offseason here? Or is it just not at all? He's just going to focus on playing. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of where he's at. He likes he likes doing that. Um, uh, and he he's kept it that way. So, uh, but again, we, we talk and. Brett, Brett's got a great relationship with him, and uh, and uh, if necessary to talk, I mean, we don't put a wall up there by any means. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I, I think most of all that Pat has full trust as I do, and in, in Brett and how he goes about doing it. So, yeah, we'll go to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick. 
Andy, I'm curious for you. Um, what lessons do you hope the players learn from last night and the season overall? Yeah, so, um, well, it's tough to get here. I'm proud of the guys. I mean, I mentioned that last night that, uh, that it's not an easy road getting back. That's why most teams don't get back. And then if you do, most teams don't, you know, it's not, a, it's not always a guaranteed win. Um, they were better than we were yesterday. We've made too many, too many mistakes, whether it was <clears throat> me calling the plays, uh, putting guys in the right position or right down the line as you go. So um, you make that many mistakes against a good football team and they weren't making as many mistakes and uh, you're not going to win at this level. So uh, you got to, you know, you got to come into these games. You got to be sharp. Sam Millinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, um, excuse me. Uh, This is a little bit related to Sam McDowell's question earlier about sort of, you know, dividing what just happened last night versus the, you know, the first 18 games. But the the offensive line, you know, I'm not going to harp on last night, but like going forward, how many of the solutions are in-house? You know, you guys had a ton of injuries. How much of that was was strategy? How much of that is, you know, uh, personnel upgrades that that you'll look into this offseason? Yeah, Sam. So, listen, I'm not obviously pointing my finger at the at the offensive line. I mean, they we had guys that were moved around a little bit, and and they take great pride in their work and uh, busted their tail. So, um, we with the guys that are injured that are potentially coming back or opted out or potentially coming back, uh, we'll kind of get all that covered here in the next couple of days. Um, I don't think the outlook is bleak by any means. Um, we should be, we should be good there. Just um, and then Brett will obviously keep an eye on that as he does everything, and just see how that how that works. But I'm optimistic uh, going forward, and I'm proud of the guys and the effort that they gave last night. We'll go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Coach. A, a couple questions, if I could. I, I'm not going to ask you to, to go back on, on the officials and say this was a good call or bad call. I'm just curious if, if you do, like in a moment like this, uh, want to say, hey, let's take a look at this. Uh, what, what is the process for, you know, like sending things to the league if just for so fans would know, hey, here's the step by step. I know it's not going to change the outcome of the game, but just, you know, as a course of, of yeah. business, how that works. Um, and then yeah, I'll, go ahead. I'll give you that and follow up. So, so listen, I, yeah, we have we have the opportunity to voice our our gripes um, to the to the league, and they do a good job on responding to it. Um, you know, so really, for whatever I think or what they think, they, the calls were made, and um, uh, it's obviously it's a shame that we had that many in that big a game, and. Um, you know, that possibly were that close uh, of a judgment call. And then kind of where uh, Sam, both the Sams, uh, we're, we're talking about moving forward. How does it get uh, more difficult when you're this close to make the decision? I remember covering the Chiefs and, and people in the Chiefs organization when you were with Philadelphia used to point to the Eagles and say, hey, the, we got to get to where the Eagles are. They're always a step ahead. They always get off the train before it goes downhill with their personnel, right? And that was that was you and and your operation there in Philadelphia. Does it get harder though when you're here this close 
um, to, to say, to make those difficult decisions and say, Hey, maybe this guy's we've gone too far. There's too many injuries or he's too old. Does it, does that cloud your judgment when you've been in the Super Bowl the last two years? Yeah, I, I don't think it does. I think you come in and you evaluate, you step back first, Saran, and, and you kind of uh, pump the brakes for about a minute. And then, and then you go ahead and, um, and you make those kind of judgments. Those are tough calls. You know, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, but it's also part of the business and coaches know it and players know it and uh, it's all part of it. And so um, uh, so we'll do that. We're not going to change that part of it. Um, and we'll be clear with our evaluations um, as we as we do that and as real as we can be. Yeah. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, thanks for taking the time. Um, I know you didn't mention uh, Britt specifically last night, but I was just interested into knowing if you had been able to talk to him since the incident on Thursday night and uh, and how he's doing uh, after what appears to be him sustaining some injuries in the accident. Yeah, he did. I've had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, I have. Um, again, my heart goes out to that young lady. I'm also a dad, so I, I get that. So I have concerns. I'm uh, obviously on both sides and uh, Britt did have surgeries. He's doing doing better now, but um, you know that that little girl. My heart goes out to her. Yeah. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Andy. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, and now we continue on with quarterback Patrick Mahomes. We'll start first with Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Patrick, appreciate the time here. Tyreek talking with us yesterday basically said Todd Bowles and the game plan that he had was kind of the MVP of the game. Could you kind of describe us what was different from his game plan and uh, how was it so effective? Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It was a good game plan. Um, they did a good job of kind of taking away our easy stuff with the corners kind of pressed down uh, to the outsides. And then they made sure to keep people over the top of, of our speed guys, especially Tyreek. And uh, the linebackers did a good job of finding Kels over the middle of the field. Um, and then they just rallied to the ball and, and tackled. Um, and then on third down, they – they, they kind of play like a two-man-ish type, type of uh, look, but they, they really paid attention to, to, to Travis and uh, to Tyree. So, I mean, it was it was a good game plan. I mean, uh, we, we, we had some good plays here and there, um, but overall they did a good job of finding ways to kind of stall our drives out, especially as we got closer to that 50-yard line. Next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick. Um, can you just give us a sense of what your next, say, couple months will be like before you guys maybe get back together again? And Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up as well. Yeah, I mean, at the, I mean, today, as of today, I'm going to do whatever I can to kind of look at the, look at the film and, and try to find ways to, to, to get better. I mean, obviously with our offense and the success that we've had, um, when, uh, when teams see that the defensive plan that he had and how well it worked, they're obviously going to try to do the same thing. And so uh, try to find ways to combat that and, and kind of evo um, uh, the evolution of our offense where we're going to have to do better things and be more efficient. Um, and that, that really goes with me and not always looking for the big play, but just finding ways to move the ball down the field. Um, and then just get back after it, man. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta prepare yourself, uh, find ways to better yourself, uh, physically, uh, mentally. Um, and then, uh, be, I gotta be, I've become a dad. So I gotta, I gotta work on becoming a better dad, even though I haven't even became one yet. Yeah. And. And also, um, kind of along those lines, are there specific things you going to be working on this offseason as opposed to just generic improvement? Are there parts of your game, whatever those might be, that you're going to be working on, say, before the start of camp? 
Yeah, I mean, I thought I, I thought I did a good job towards the end of the season of, of being more efficient. Obviously, didn't do that in the Super Bowl. Um, but I'm going to try to find ways to better myself that way. I mean, just being more efficient, taking what's there, uh, especially with these two, these teams that are playing such deep coverages against us and moving the ball down the field. And uh, that's it's something that I got to kind of battle with as I have such an aggressive nature and wanted to have the big play. Um, but as I watch the film and really study myself, I'll have to, to get better at that and so that I can kind of uh, become a better better quarterback uh, uh, at the end of the day. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick. Uh, Andy Reid was telling us uh, just shortly ago that hopefully within the next week he hopes to have something done with Eric Bieniemy. What would it mean to you to have him back as your offensive coordinator as, as you look forward to trying to get back to another championship game? Yeah, I mean, to, to have him back and, and – the leader that he is uh, in our locker room, um, it just it kind of sets the tone. It, has, it sets the culture, um, and and obviously, I mean, he's going to continue to he'll continue to improve our offense. And I think that's what's made our offense so good um, the last few years. Is if you look at the offense that we ran two years ago to the offense now, I mean, it's 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 gotten better and better, and it's it's changed so much. And so um, we we can't just rely on the same things, the same plays. We have to keep we have to keep getting better. We have to keep um, getting new plays. Keep um, just keep progressing as, as a unit. And I think having him back along with the along with Coach Reed, uh, Coach Kafka, all these guys uh, will keep uh, making us a, a hard offense to stop at the end of the day. Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Good Vahe. Hey Patrick. Um, Guy, on this day a year ago, you were you're going to Disneyland and you're getting ready to have the parade and all that. And yet, for all that stuff, you obviously had a great drive this season, great incentive, great great you know attempt to repeat. I I wonder if you have a different sense already of of how this will motivate you now, the feeling of losing the Super Bowl instead of winning it. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely motivate you. I mean, if you're if you're a competitor and you get so close to your ultimate goal, um, and then you fall short. I mean, it's something that will motivate you for the rest of your career. I mean, uh, it was a, it was a bad feeling in that locker room after the game. Uh, I mean, you don't want to have that feeling again. And so, uh, uh, we luckily enough, we'll have, we'll have a lot of the same guys back. Um, um, and we'll, we'll obviously add new guys, and and uh, we'll we'll set set the tone from the beginning of the year, beginning of the off season, um, that we have to be uh, better. We have to be better than we even we were this last year in order to to go out there and win the Super Bowl. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Kind of related to that, but I'm wondering if you could give us a, a sense of um, the mood just in the locker room and uh, was the conversation more about what had gone wrong? Was it already looking ahead to next year? And how long do you anticipate that this will sit with this group? Yeah, I think for like the first five minutes, it was quiet. I mean, um, guys, were, guys were obviously taking everything in, uh, not falling short. And then it just turned to we're gonna we're gonna get back. I mean we're gonna we're gonna be back in that game. Um, and uh, it's not the, it's not the end it's not the end of something. Uh, it's gonna be another another chapter another chapter where we're gonna have to continue to drive to make ourselves better um, so that we're back in that game. Let's go next to Sorin Petro. Go ahead, Sorin. Uh, Patrick, Coach Reed talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the personnel side of things. You just mentioned it. There'll be some new guys. Uh, he was asked about your interest in, in being involved in that. Uh, you have to play a role, right, who, who, where you want to go uh, with the ball and that kind of thing. So how much do you, uh, you know, want to dive into the personnel and, and have input and, and talk about those things? Um, to me, to me, I mean, I just I, I just go out there and, and play. I mean, I, I uh, obviously – 
I will, you look around and you want you want to have guys here and you want to have guys on on your roster, especially guys that you build relationships with. Um, but at the end of the day, we have a great uh, staff of guys that that really scout and really look at players. I was starting with Brett Veach, but I mean, going all the way down. And I, I have a total belief in them um, that they're going to have good players uh, on this team every single year. And that's that's the reason I signed the contract that I did, is I knew that uh, we're going to have a great roster every single year I'm here. Let's go next to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Hey, Patrick, I just wanted to get you to recall uh, is what you remember about the, the incompletion to Darrell Williams late in the game when you were – uh, parallel to the ground is that a is that a pass that you might not have attempted unless it was fourth and uh, fourth and nine or whatever it was but just your recollection of that play yeah definitely a pass the only attempt on fourth down um, but I remember I was scrambling out and I was trying to get out to the uh, I was trying to get past that last guy on that edge there because I knew if I got past it by enough time to hopefully somebody could get open and obviously he kind of clipped me um, and it kind of tripped up my feet and I wasn't going to go down without giving giving somebody a chance um, and I saw, I saw red, I saw a red Jersey. I didn't know it was Daryl. I just saw a red Jersey and I knew I had to find a way to throw it and give him a chance to catch the ball. Um, and so I just put it up there. Um, and, uh, obviously it came up short, but, uh, I mean, he battled for the ball and we were trying to, I mean, just like the whole game I and mean, we, we, we didn't make the plays, but the guys battled until the very end. We've got three more. We'll start with Therese. Go ahead, Therese. Hey, Patrick, thanks for, for doing this quick question. Um, there's been a lot of talk uh, just about the team's reliance on five-man protections. It gets a great front last night. And I understand, like, football is a game of chess. So that doesn't mean that couldn't have worked, right? But um, from a purely purely football standpoint, um, maybe you can just share some light um, on, like, what needed to happen for the reliance on five-man protections to work? Yeah, I think it – I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. Um Obviously, first off, we want to we want to be ourselves. Uh, we we really hadn't been really stopped uh, with, with what we had been doing all year long, um, and so we wanted. To, I mean, obviously, we gave chips and we 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 gave little extra protection hits and stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to we want to use our speed and use uh, what we what we've been doing. Um, and I thought the guys did a good job. I mean, we just we just didn't execute at a high high enough level. I wasn't on the same page with the receivers on some plays. There were some plays where I got the line going in the wrong direction, um, and then and then at the end of the day, we just didn't we didn't execute, and I think that's the biggest thing. And um, a lot of times it gets it gets it gets put on that O line um, because I'm scrambling around, but if we're not executing as far as me making the right reads and getting the ball out of my hand to the receivers on time, um, then then nothing's going to work. Um, so. Uh, uh, they get they get that blame uh, sometimes, but it's not deserved because I mean a lot of it's on me, and people just don't see it that way. The we'll last two, Harold and then Todd. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick. Uh, two quick questions. One, who do you turn to? You said last night how you had lots like that in the wild. Who do you turn to after a loss like that? And then also, who do you turn to for uh, fatherly advice outside of, of course, your own father? Um, as far as who I turn to, I mean. I just talked, I mean, I just kind of keep it within the locker room. I mean, we have a lot of great leaders on this team and uh, being a competitor, I mean, you're going to lose games, but you have, it's about how you respond. And um, I feel like we have a lot of good guys in this locker room that understand that and they're already ready to get back after it. 
Um, and then, uh, as far as my, the fathering part, uh, I got, I got a lot of good role models in my life. I mean, of, of people, um, that, that, that have been role models to me that I'll continue to ask questions to, um, uh, Godfather Latroy, uh, all the coaches that I've been, I've grown up with. Um, and there's a lot of great role models that we have, uh, that I have around me and I just kind of talk to them and learn, learn a lot and including players on the team that have, that are dads on the team. Um, so, I mean, there's uh, luckily enough being in the locker room like this, you have a lot of people that go through the same things as you do. Um, and yeah, you're able to ask them uh, many questions. We'll ask Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Patrick, I don't even know if you can answer this yet, but w- what can you do now? The season's over. You've made through all the protocols. Can you go back in the facility and work on film stuff at this point? And just what are your thoughts about possibly what this offseason is going to look like? virtual OTAs, maybe again, things like that. What would your, what would your choice be there? Uh, as far as going back into the facility, I believe you still, if you're going to be in the facility, you still have to test. Um, so I, I think, I think that's what the protocols are. I'm sure they'll, they'll give us a full kind of detailed thing uh, probably today in our, our meetings. Um, but um, yeah, I'm going to try to be, uh, be here as much as possible as far as that goes. Um, and then as far as virtual or non-virtual OTAs, I mean, I just kind of, you just go in with an open mind either way. Uh, I mean, there's no like one choice or the other. I'll be ready for either one um, to better myself either way. Um, and I think that's uh we get to do. And we've kind of learned in this COVID world is you, you kind of have to have the, the, the mindset of whatever kind of challenges are thrown your way. You have to be able to accept that. And that, that goes for everything, not just, not just meetings. Um, and so I'll have that same mindset uh, of accepting the challenge, whichever way it is. Patrick, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.